What's going on? This is Jalis from the Nick of Time Show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And we are back, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. We are back. Knicks basketball after a nine-month hiatus is back. You're damn right we back. Guess who's back? Nine long months. As long as it takes to have a baby. <laughs> we have Knicks basketball, damn it. Yes, sir. <laughs> That means Knicks basketball is our baby. What's going on? This is Jalen from Nick and Tom's show. <laughs> Here to give you the Knicks all just Nick and Tom, just, just in case you didn't know. And uh, I'm joined by my man. You know who he is. The man. The myth. The legend. The guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. Damn right he's in the building. And you know what? We're going to talk about these preseason games that we just watched a few days ago. But um, before we even get into those, we gotta we gotta address the comments, man. Cause last episode was a barn burner. YouTube comments was on fire. It was a civil war in there. If you didn't see last episode, we talked about Frank's role and Alejandro's comments. We had D Trav over here, and you know he was he was caping. He was caping for Knox and DSJ, and. And, you know, I was taking off of my guy, Frank, and we talked about it, dapped it up, kept it moving. But the comments got a little crazy, <laughs> to say the least. And I want to start off by saying, listen, anybody in an orange and blue uniform, I'm rooting for to succeed. Point bank period. That goes for DSJ, Kevin Knox, Frank. Ignis, even Michael K. Gibbs, if he has a blue orange jersey on, I'm rocking with him. That just, just, it just is what it is. So know this: no matter what my critique is of whatever player is in this team on this jersey, I'm always rooting for them. I'm never gonna, I'm never going to throw. Th- I, I'm never going to be like screw this and put them my hate for them over the team. If any of those guys succeed, I'm happy. Point blank, period. Exactly, because that either means we're going to benefit from it because our team is better or we're going to benefit from it because their their value goes up to be able to move the pieces to get something else. So either way, I am happy. Yeah, and I'm just going to add my two cents right quick. Like, you know, people got to realize that what we're saying is all opinions. You know what I mean? Like none of us really know which player is going to pan out or which player is not going to pan out, or whatever the case may be. You know, these are all opinions. So it's like, me personally, I just go by I just go by off what I see. You know, like, because my thing is, okay, for example, I'm going to break down the Frank beef. Because there's, there's two sets of people with Frank Nilakina. There's a set of people that they believe that, okay, Frank is the number eight pick in the draft. He was a, he was a high enough pick. We should be seeing more from him. Are these people wrong? No, they're not. Because you know, for, because what you expect from a number eight pick is to be a solid player. You know, a player that can at least drop in at least you know over ten points a game. Who can you know also contribute on the defensive end? You know, you, you're expecting a player that's going to actually impact a game from a stats perspective. But then you have another set of people that are like, okay. Frank may not put up the big stats, whatever the case may be, but but you know when I look at him on the court, I can see that he does provide an impact. 
It's just impact that cannot be seen stat-wise, which is defensively and, and you know, and when he's on the court, he actually helps, you know, the ball move more than, you know, another yeah. point guard being on the court or whatever the case may be. Which is my, so, which so, is my point. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you, so you have these two, two sets of fans clashing at each other because they can't see eye-to-eye with Frank. And my thing is, when it comes to Frank, DSJ, and Knox, I look at definable skill set. I'm like, what what skill set does this player have that can help the team immediately? And and let's be honest, all three players, if you want to look at it from a broad perspective, they they're all flawed. Exactly. They they all they they they've all been disappointing, all right? All three mm-hmm. of them. There's not one of those players where they stand out where it's like, okay, this player definitely, you know, has proven his worth in the NBA. All three players have to, has to have improved their worth. But my thing is, yeah. But my thing is, at least with Frank, I'm like, he's a good defender. He's an elite defender. If you look at players, if you look at other teams around the NBA, every team pretty much has that one player that they can put into a game, and they expect them to lock down the opponent, which is what Frank does well. But then when I look at Knox and when I look at DSJ, I'm not trying to hate on them, but I'm like, at least their time with the Knicks. I don't really see a definable skill set where I could look at them and be like, okay, this is what they bring to the Knicks. And then when I put the, and then when they're on the court, they can help the team out in that way. I'm not trying to rag on those players, but I'm just saying what I see. So it's not hating what it's not hate or whatever the case may be. Cause look, if you look at it, honestly, every player has shown a flash in the pan. Not every, you know, neither one of those players has shown us on a consistent basis that, they're going to be this type of player, that type of player. But I'm just going by my eye test. So, like I said, it's opinion. We're all not going to agree on it. It is what it is. You know, we, we all can't be right. We all can't be wrong. <laughs> I wasn't even going to get that deep into it. I was just going to be like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on at this point. But yeah. You know, what? It, it is funny, though, because D-Trap tags me on Instagram. Uh-huh. Knox has a good practice. Ooh, keep that same energy. And I'm looking at this kid like, you talking about practice? <laughs> Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Let me know what happens in the game, bro. Like, you're getting mad hyped over, over uh, uh, Newsday. Like, chill <laughs> Now, if Knox happens to, to ball out during the game, then that's one thing. That's yeah. Fine. At the end of the day, though, I'm still rooting for Knox or DSJ or anybody exactly. who plays well for this team. Point blank. Period. Exactly. <laughs> anybody wearing a blue and orange, I'm with them. 100%. Cause... Jersey over a singular person. Exactly. Point blank. Period. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Now, let's move on to the actual games. All right. So, preseason, like I've said, has started. Um, and there's some things that I observed, some good, some bad, and some in the middle that mm-hmm. I think is it's worth talking about. And I think I want to start on a high note because we just we just came off the loss, right? We just want to, yeah. I want to start on a high note because there's still some things to be happy about. And one All of the right. biggest things that I observe that to be happy about is the returning OG RJ Barrett. Some some people like to call him Young Rowan, <laughs> <laughs> Jamaican, Canadian, Brooklyn, whoever wants to claim him. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know, man. What have you noticed from from RJ this season? If you, if you made any observations, well, with RJ Barrett, 
Well, first and foremost, like, he's one of the few players that I've seen in the first two preseason games where I'm like, I see definite improvement. Yes. Like, for his his three-point shot is still a bit broken, but it's understandable. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to let him slide on that, you know, his second, yeah. just his second year. Yeah, Drew but, Allen was working with him, and, he, and he's supposed to, you know, clear his elbow out and, yeah. and, you know, let his line of sight become more visible. It hasn't worked out for him from three-point line, but... Exactly, but, but <laughs> it, it'll get there. It'll get but hopefully. Yes, but his mid-range game, I see, has improved. Oh, he yes. definitely He definitely has a better mid-range game, and he still can get, he still can go strong to the hoop and finish, which is also a positive. He's definitely gotten stronger, which, which is what I like. And I saw I saw a little bit I saw a little bit of playmaking here and there too, mm-hmm. so you know, RJ Barrett is easily like, he's the most he's like probably the most impressive player I've seen in the preseason based on these first two games so far. RJ Barrett is looking like an NBA player. Yeah. And the thing that I love that I saw from RJ so far is one, just the scheme. Right. When he was here, we're talking about. I, I'm used to seeing Julius Randle get you know 600 shots, and he still gets his shots. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. he, but he was behind Julius Randle and, and, and Marcus Morris in, in the shot chart. And for these two seasons, two preseason games, I'm noticing mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett is taking the bulk of the shots. Yes, that's right. That's right. First game, 15 shots. Next highest is what Randall at eleven. Yeah. Next next game seventeen shots. Next highest is a Randall Randall again. So when I see that type of shot distribution, I'm like, yes, it is now transferring into R.J. Barrett's team, and that's something I really wanted to see this season. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Thank most you. definitely. Thank you, Tibbs. <laughs> Thank you, Tibbs. <laughs> And second of all, like like Ryan stated before, the mid range shot has improved uh, after a slow start. You know he was, he started off the season preseason zero for six, but then proceeds to go seventeen for twenty seven. Yeah, tearing up the mid range. Last game had twenty five points on fifty eight percent shooting. Come on, man. Come on. And what do we talk about R.J. Barrett? We say, for R.J. Barrett, for him to get to that 18 to 20 points a game range, what do he has to do? He has to make those free throws. Yep. First game, was a little bit shaky in your free throws. Second game, four or five from the line. Big improvement. Big improvement. Something that we really need R.J. to do to, to reach that scorer status because he's going to get to the line because he has been into the line. Yes, sir. So. You you know who you know who you kind of remind me of now that I look at it at least in the first two preseason games so far, who he kind of remind me of Demar Derozan a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Game. Yeah, with his game, he kind of do remind me of him. Yeah, he's gotten that. I've heard of Demar Derozan comparisons. Kind of yeah. like a mid range killer, not a guy who's going to be heavy on the three point shot, um, but can kind of hit it sometimes if he's in rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see a Demar Derozan comparison. Uh, for RJ, but like, yeah, like a bully ball version of Demar Derozan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's, he's definitely stronger. <laughs> yeah, and and as you said, Ryan, I do feel like he's trying to make some plays more. There was one play that I saw in that last game that was kind of impressive, um, and it's a it's a it's a play I didn't see, I didn't even see DSJ make this play. I don't know if that's a good comparison, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
There was a play when RJ is driving baseline to the hoop, and he's met by another defender. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, we're in trouble. The pass to the corner is gone. That's usually the pass you see, right? When somebody's driving baseline, you see that pass to the corner. But, yeah. no, he sees – I think it was Alec Burks. He sees Alec Burks on the wing, whips the pass to him mm-hmm. for an open three. And I'm just like, oh, RJ with the, the playmate. Like, he's watching tape. Yeah. He's seeing plays that he didn't see last season. This is a stark improvement. I'm loving what I'm seeing from RJ so far in these two preseason games, man. Obviously, he's putting the work in, so keep it up, RJ. He, he, he just, he's just not working on shooting. He's working on everything, just like he said in, in his previous uh, recordings and interviews. Yeah. So, shout out to RJ, man. Uh, one of the bright spots yeah. of this preseason so far. Though, let's not get too high. Not get too low, even though we're here to overreact. Because after yeah. that first game, preseason, uh, preseason win, my man Ryan G got on, <laughs> on IG and said what? What did you say, Ryan G? I said, Nick's winning the championship. Let's hey. go. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> preseason chip. Let's get it. Word. <laughs> but, yeah, we lost the chip. We're not undefeated. So yeah. Right. Un- unfortunately. Unfortunately. But... <laughs> We won, we won the first playoff preseason game. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, the next guy I want to talk about is Obi Toppin, man. How do you feel How do you feel about Obi Toppin in this game so far compared to kind of what you know of him and what you've seen from Dayton? I was definitely impressed in that first game. Like, my man was very active on the offensive end. You know, like, especially that one play that he did with Knox where, like, I think he drove to the hoop and saw Knox in the corner and passed yeah. out to Knox. And then, and then Knox drove baseline and spotted Toppin again. And, yeah, and that's my just, don't. You know what? Shut up. Oh, well, my, <laughs> oh, my, oh, my fault. My fault. My no, 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 no. You good. You know, you good. You good. You good. You good. That's yeah, yeah. But then, like, Toppin, like, with his movement got open again. And Knox found him and he finished it with the dunk. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Wee. I was like, yo, Toppin a baller. And, and, um. This is why you bench Randall. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was thinking first game. This is why you bench Randall. Yeah, Brandon would never pass him the ball like that. Like he would look, he would have looked him off. Exactly. The only <laughs> the only issue I see, and then I like the fact that he had, he had, he had a three as well. So like the three point shot is there too. Mm-hmm. The only issue I really see with Toppin really is is like it's only defensively, but we already knew that going into the season, like he's gonna right. it, it's gonna take some work for him to for him to become a better defender. But besides that, though. I like what I've seen in top end. You can tell he's crazy athletic too. Like he jumps out the gym. So yeah, he's he's definitely gonna bring some excitement to the garden. Like I can definitely see that. Yeah, and he brings like a lot of energy because in general, in the second unit came into the game in that first game anyway, where it was top end Mitchell Robinson, yeah. Franklin Lakina. It was like the energy boost is like yeah, it's like a charge. He's like oh. And, you know, even though Toppin is not, like, a ready NBA player, he was flying over the floor, diving out of bounds, throwing mm-hmm. balls in. And it wasn't always pretty. Yeah. But the effort was there, and you just appreciated that you, he left 110% on the floor. For sure. So I definitely like that about Toppin. I liked how when he first got into the game, he seemed like a rookie vet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he seemed like he settled down that second unit. They was able to run the offense through him. He was able to work through the post and work his magic. And when he adjusted, he was able to make the correct passes. Thus that knocks, that knocks dish. Thus the he hit DSJ for a nice cut to the basket. Yeah. So 
you know, he can make the correct reads. Um, although, this is something he did do in Dayton that he tried here that didn't quite work out, which is the, the, the cross per, the cross court passes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cross court yeah. passes with one hand, yeah, trying this... to whip it through five people. That, that don't yeah, work. Yeah, nah, not in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> nah, not in the NBA. You might be able to get away with it like once. But once in a while, that can't be a staple. Yeah, <laughs> and he did it. In, he did it in the pre, the second game too, and it worked better. But he had other problems that game that we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all in all, though, as a first game, I was ready to ship Randall that first game. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's happening! Oh, eleven points in how many other minutes?" I think he split the, pretty much split the time on Randall that first game. Yeah. Yeah, I was a, I was ready to send Randall to uh, Timbuktu for like whatever, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> but I digress. I, I digress. Yeah. Until the next game, then I was like, man, maybe we do need Randall. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how that's how it is when you're a Knicks fan. You overreact game to game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say I can see the base of RJ and Obi Toppin working well together, mm-hmm. and. And I'm not expecting any big wins this season. I'm not expecting playoffs. Yeah. But um, I think we won one more pick away from having a solid, like, you know, a solid team for years to come. Unless one of the picks already here already, and we just don't know it yet. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> But you know what? Let's let's talk about something else that I kind of alluded to was was the rotations, man. How did how did you feel about Tibbs' rotations so far from game one to game two? Well, I'll say this: I love I love Tibbs' rotations in game one because I felt like the starting lineup they did come out a bit lethargic that game, and then the lineup that he put into the game, the young lineup with Mitch Robinson, Obi Toppin, Frank Nilakina. DSJ and Knox, I felt like that energized the team and that, and that helped the Knicks to get back into the game and and I felt like that second unit really propelled the Knicks in that game to the win and you know eventually the starters came back in and they sealed the deal but you know I felt like that second unit played an integral part and I was like that first game I was like I would not mind if that's the rotation going into the regular season. So you don't have any problems with um, New Orleans Noel starting over Mitchell Robinson? At the moment, no, especially Mitchell, especially after Mitchell's performance in the second game. Mm. At the moment, I don't mind Nolan's Noel starting over him because Mitch still has the issue of silly fouls. Right. Like, yeah, because in the second game, some of the fouls he made, I was like, come on, Mitch, what are you doing, dog? Five fouls in 12 minutes? Yeah, the five fouls in 12 minutes. The flagrant foul on, on Blake Griffin. Yeah. There was like a ticky-tack foul that he did because he was frustrated and get a foul exactly, call before. Yeah. And that was the one that really pissed me off because, like, you, you're you already in a bad foul situation. You, you kind of just gave one away. Yeah, exactly. It's just like your head's not in the game. It was like, uh, but I, I agree with you there. But here's my thing with the rotation, though. Uh, I do agree that the second unit is fun to watch for yeah. sure. Like, I did not – I didn't enjoy watching the first units, per se, yeah. because it's, it's, it's the same old, right? You have Alfred Payton. Yeah, pretty much. Who, for all intents and purposes, is a, is a good point guard. 
Yeah, he's, a he's solid. Point guard. He's solid. Yeah. He's a solid point guard. I know Knicks fans don't want to hear this, <laughs> but when you're looking at our options, yeah, and you see how everything is, he's a he's a good point guard. Yeah, he's he's the most solid. He's the most solid option we have. Exactly. He just can't shoot. And you can tell the team caught on by the second game because it was playing zone all game. The second yeah. game, and it's just like, ah, you gotta address this at some point. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of like the first unit. I would prefer to tweak it, mm-hmm. but I know that politics might prevent that actually from happening. And I might, I'll probably get into that later. I'll, I'll get into that later. Or why mm-hmm. that would. But as yeah. far as the second unit, though, I definitely enjoyed seeing DJ and Frank together because that's something that Nick's Twitter, Nick's fans have been talking about forever. Like there has been the the DSJ versus Frank Hive, right? That clash. Yeah. Like you saw last week. But <laughs> there have been people who've been wondering what those two would look like together. And it looked okay. Yeah, it definitely did look okay. And I also I also watching those two together, like, I think I feel more and more comfortable with having Frank as, as a wing player. You know, like a wing defender or whatever the case may be and have somebody else run the point. Because that first game... They definitely did well together. I mean, DSJ looked pretty bad in the second game, though. But at least that first game, DSJ did show me something. Like he he looked like he actually looked like a competent a competent po- enough point guard in that first game. And yeah. yeah, and the thing with DSJ too, which I'm not sure if I noticed this before, but DSJ, the one thing DSJ is really good at on the defensive end is to help defense because like I've seen him like like he he really has a sleight of hand. Like he's really quick at. You know, getting steals and things like that. Like I thought, like I, I like when I was watching the game, I was like, I thought I saw Dora the Explorer pop up in the side of the screen and say swiping, no swiping, because the way my guy was just going in there swiping the passes. So I'm like, I mean, swiping the um the dribble from the, the from the um the player. So swiping, like, no swiping. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> but yeah. The, dog, like DSJ actually looked motivated. That that's really what it is. Yeah. For. However many games last season, he looked like a deer in headlights. He looked like he didn't want to be there. You, you did not see one-tenth of the effort that he's shown in these two preseason games. Even the preseason game that just passed where he stunk it up, on the defensive end, he showed something. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least. At least. So I'll, I'll give him credit for that. I wonder, though... If uh, the organization, I wonder if Frank being with him in the first unit had anything to do with offense being a little bit more organized than usual when when he's by himself. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm being presumptive. Like, I don't know. Because that second game, it just felt a lot more disjointed. Now, granted, Detroit Pistons had more time to prepare. Yeah. But it just looked like a lot of people were out of place and they weren't able to get into their sets. It's funny because in the second game, Thibs did make a change, though, with the lineups because he inserted Bullock first. Exactly. And into that second unit instead of Frank. And I'm wondering, like, I don't know if that really made the difference or not. I mean, Bullock is a good shooter, and, you know, and when he's knocking in his shots, 
he's very effective. But that game, he was not knocking in his shots. Yeah. And and the Pistons were just increasing their lead with that lineup on the floor. And DSJ looked kind of lost, too, on the floor as well. So I don't – I'm not trying to say that Frank helps him on the court, but I, I, I don't know because – the first game when him and Frank were playing together, the offense ran much more smoothly. When they inserted Bullock instead of Frank, it just it it looked like it looked discombobulated. So I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's kind of those things. It's one of those things where you need shooting for sure. Yeah, but you know Reggie Bullock didn't have it. So once Reggie Bullock didn't have it, then it's like all right, cool. He's good at shooting. He's good at defense. If he's not shooting well, he's just good at defense. If you have Frank there, he can play make a little bit. And he can organize you. And he can play defense. And even when he's not shooting, he can do that. So you wonder if that's a better match mm-hmm. with DSJ just because you're not sure what you're going to get from him or not. Yeah, and to be honest about it, when they put Frank into the game and took out Bullock, the, the Knicks were a bit more stabilized on the court. Afterwards. Absolutely, and so, that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You can, you can go. Yeah, and in that second game, it was, it was evident that. Um, listen, Tom Thibodeau talked about this in some of these interviews, right? He talked about how the point of the offense is to attract multiple players to you. That way, you can swing it to the open man. There was a few times I had the, I had the opportunity to rewatch this game. That's benefit from working from home the last few days. I had the opportunity to rewatch this game, and you saw multiple times where DSJ was double teamed in that uh, that second quarter of that second preseason game, and he did not have the opportunity, or he he the other players weren't even in place for him to kick the ball out. So it was like two things that happened to me. It seemed like he was unsure of where to go once the double team came. He was always, he was like retreating, going out of bounds, or he was trying to dribble it off between some off of somebody's foot into the double team. And on top of that, there was no one actually coming to the ball to, to give him help. And I think a lot of it has to do with players running in the right spots, and as a point guard, he wasn't putting people in the right spots. <laughs> so you just wonder... And that would make a difference. Because to me, it definitely made a difference when Frank, like you said, Frank was in there with Emmanuel quickly. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, tell me what you saw from Emmanuel quickly. Because he, he missed the first game, that uh-huh. second game. He wasn't in there for long, but you saw. Yeah. You saw. Did, I would have loved to see him get off a three-point shot, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But um, Dog, I think they scouted him, man. <laughs> yo, 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 yeah, because during the game, like... He was at the top of the key pretty much at the three. And, like, three defenders were running at him. I was like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think they, I, I th- I, I'm thinking they were Kentucky fans because as soon as he got the ball. They just ran out at him. The closeout was serious. Because <laughs> <laughs> as much as I've been hearing about quickly hitting these three-pointers in, in, uh, in practice, I definitely wanted to see the game. But he didn't even have the opportunity to. For real. But um, I like what I saw. I like what I saw from Quick quickly. Like quickly is another one of those players where when he went into the game, it kind of energized the team. Mm-hmm. The team, the team was playing better, and I did like him and Frank in the backcourt together as well. And I think that could be an alternate option for the Knicks as well. Besides Frank and DSJ, you mm-hmm. can have Frank and quickly in the game as well. 
you know, I mean, there wasn't much to take away from quickly because he didn't really play much. But, I mean, I just like the fact that when he came into the game, he provided energy. And I like the fact that when he was in the game, he attracted more than one defender, which he knew somebody was open because three play three people were basically running at him. So Yeah, and it makes you think, is this going to be the sleeper for DSJ's replacement for minutes? Like, it makes you think that. Because... As soon as he gets in, it's not even that they just run at him, right? It's the it's the the force in which quickly runs. Yeah, because quickly kind of reminds me a little of a Dotson, in that um he runs routes hard, like they go full speed, and when you're running full speed and you're not trotting, you force the defense to make a quick decision. And when you force the defense to make a quick decision and have to sprint at you, you can change the records quickly and catch the whole defense off guard and it will fuel your offense. And he's already, that little detail, Yeah, he's already doing that better than DSJ as, as a point guard. And that little, the little, that little point guard he did run. So you wonder if his shooting combined with the force in which he runs is going to force Tom Thibodeau to kind of make a decision at some point to Mm -hmm. have him be a point guard, for real. Yeah. Especially if he can shoot the three. Yeah, like, I wouldn't mind seeing quickly out there, you know, with another player that could possibly run the point as well. Mm -hmm. You know, have a a kind of like a combo guard backcourt. Right. So... It'll be interesting because I feel like you know, I feel like this third preseason game, what I would like to see, like I would like to see Thibs put quickly in there earlier. You know, let's see, let's Absolutely. see the yeah, like let's see the impact he can make if you put him in like, you know, when you make that first change in the game, and you and you, and you put in your second unit. I want to see how quickly he does from that standpoint. Absolutely, and I wonder if even Frank is going to get his opportunity to be the lead guard. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. from the substitution patterns from the first game to the second game, it certainly seems like Frank is slated just to be the combo, right? Yeah. Because the first game, DJ DSJ is the lead guard. Uh, Frank is the two. Second game, DSJ is stinking it up a little bit. Frank comes in, and he's the lead guard. For like two minutes. For two <laughs> minutes, exactly. But then, quickly ends up being the lead guard. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Frank is shooting um, corner threes. And it's interesting because quickly is the better better shooter. Yeah. So you would think it might be the reverse, or at least that's you know, that's what Tom is saying. That Frank would be uh, the guy leading, tosses it quickly in the corner, and quickly shoots a three. But no, he had it in reverse. And it's just interesting. And it's interesting. I'm, so I'm wondering if that's going to be the, you know, the constant. And I know why they had it in reverse. I kind of know and I kind of don't. Like, I think he likes the way he quickly pushes because he's like a little gazelle out there when he's running all full speed and what really nearly. <laughs> so maybe that's why he has him uh, push uh, being point guard. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm really curious, like you, to see where this. This uh the the how the rotation kind of plays out, especially knowing that Austin Rivers, 
Yeah, we haven't even played him yet. Hasn't even played yet. So, like, like, to me, who's the odd man out? It seems like there could be some odd man out this rotation, right? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be that point guard position because, because like you said, it seems like they're using Frank as a wing. So Frank is going to be in that wing discu- in that wing discussion now, the point guard situation. Because now, besides DSJ, they're using Payton. You know, Payton's going to get his minutes. Payton's, Payton's getting his minutes. Yeah, he's definitely the the more solid guard on the team, the solid mm-hmm. point guard. You have Austin Rivers, who you know that he's a capable point guard. Okay, well, a capable combo guard. He hasn't played yet. Then he got right. DSJ. And now, quickly, like, if Thibs can give quickly more time and if quickly shows out a bit more at point guard, like, that that might spell trouble for DSJ. Well, I feel like the plan is always move DSJ. I feel like that's always been the plan. I feel like that's still the plan, to be honest with you. I just think that um, I think they're going to try to bring quickly along slower in the background, raise DSJ's trade value or attempt to and then try to move him. Just because I feel like they were trying to move him last year. Yeah. Um, Because you know how regimes are. Like, they want their guys to, to be the guy. Yeah. So, I don't think they drafted quickly for him to be the third or fourth string. I, I feel like they drafted him so that he could eventually be there. Eventually, I feel like the goal most likely is to move DSJ because – quickly is here and when a new regime is here usually they want their players to be here it's the same reason why i figured that um reggie bullock wasn't going to start and that alec burks was going to start because alec burks is their signing reggie Bullock is from another regime so on top of you know alec burks being a, a, a versatile shooter who can do more than one thing i felt like the regimes are going to push their guys. It's, 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 it's just like real life. It's just like real life at work. When when you're a boss and you, you're responsible for bringing in certain people that you handpick, you're going to look at them first. That's just the way life is, really. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still, at the end of the day, I, the first unit, right, it did well. It didn't do so well the first game in that first preseason game. The second unit is really what you know brought the energy up. The second game, you feel like the Pistons. You know they knew we can't shoot. Like you saw the numbers. Do you hear these numbers for the two games, <laughs> Ryan? Yeah, the three point shooting was really bad in both games. Yeah, to, yeah. Because I think what the first game. Yeah, the first game was five of twenty three from three. Woof. And it, and the, the second game was eight of thirty three from three, which Ye- is both twenty something percent. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's terribly the way. Yeah, combined thirteen for fifty six from three for the first two games, and not so, and even from the free throws twenty six from forty five. Yeah, thanks for that stuff, Wally. But it's it, yeah. they're atrocious. So for me, I don't think it's realistic. But I would love to see more shooting in the starting lineup. Even if it's not having Alfred Payton being the traditional guard. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if you can have, like, you know, Austin Rivers in there when he comes back. Maybe do, you know, he's he's not a sniper, but he's at least 
He's something, you know. You're like like you're like NBA average, right? So I wonder if you can do something where you're doing a combo guard with Alec Burks since he ran some some guard with uh, with the Seventy Sixers with Austin Rivers with RJ to give like a little bit more spacing, you know. And it it just gets tricky when you get to that second unit because then you're gonna have to have overpay in running it. Then mm-hmm. it's like DSJ is not going to get minutes. Is you know yeah. I, I know we want to move eventually, so I feel like it's not going to happen. But I, f- I feel like our best bet or one of our bets or something we could look at, at least eventually, just mm-hmm. adding more shooting at that point guard spot just to open things up, and then maybe even having, I don't know, a, a second unit of Elford. IQ, Frank, mm-hmm. OB, Mitch, thing maybe something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slight. I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna take a slightly different take. Okay. Um, the starting lineup as it is, at the moment, I wouldn't make any changes to it. Okay. But, I, but I do like the Austin Rivers idea. Of putting him into the starting lineup instead of um, who do you think I was paying for? Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. I do like the I do like the idea of putting Austin Rivers into the starting lineup. Possibly once he's uh, once he's clear to play, whatever the case may be. But what I would like to see, at least with the second unit, like I would like to see together on the court, quickly at point. Mm-hmm. Frank at one of the wings. Mm-hmm. RJ at one of the wings. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I know RJ's a starter, but I would, yeah. I would like to, I, I would, but, I, but I would like to see him with the second unit. As I feel well. you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was kind of it was kind of fun watching that first preseason yeah, game with all the kids out there with our palm. Exactly, like, yes, yes, the future. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I would like to see quickly at point. Frank on one of the wings. RJ on the other wing. Have Toppin and Mitch. I would okay. like to see that. I would like to see that lineup together. See how that goes. Okay. I would like to see. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I would like to see that as well. I'm like that. That was my curiosity, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of things I would like to see, I would also like to see Burke. I I need to see Alec Burks get more touches, man. Because as of now, I know Tom Thibodeau has only been running defensive practices. He hasn't really put in much offense which probably has a lot to do with why you know both games we held the pistons under 100 100 points also they're yeah. pistons let's, let's not get too high or too low they're pistons right yeah. <laughs> there's not like an offensive juggernaut but we did held hold them to under 100 points two games in a row but also we struggled to score we haven't really put in an offense yet yeah so i mean i would like to see some offensive sets involving Alec Burks a little bit more, like having RJ be the first option, Alec be the second option, Julius be the third. <laughs> Not sure Julius gonna like that though. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, 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 you know, I know this is off topic right now, but you know what? This this might be kind of um. Unexpected, 
Mm-hmm. But big up Julius Randle. You know why I'm saying big <gasps> up Julius Randle? You know what? I you know what? I know why. Go ahead. My man is not spinning and winning no more. <laughs> During the first two games, when I seen this man handle the ball, he just went north, south, and it worked out for him. No extra spin move, nothing. My man just went north, south, finished at the rim. So, so Julius Randle, I want to see more of that. No more spinning and winning. No more of that. Just yeah. do what you're doing in the preseason. If you if you got the ball and you're going to drive it to the lane, north-south. That's it. Yeah, there's That's some it. other things to be upset about that he's done. But progress <laughs> is progress, right? Progress is progress. We can't ask for the world. <laughs> Tom just got here, right? <laughs> like, there's other things he did, like, like not, you know, look off Frank when he's open from the three. Right. I, I had me pissed. Frank was open in the corner for three. He just hit a three to play before. Matt wide open looks him off and goes to the hole. I'm like, that's 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 the time. Or you know, running into Blake Griffin with his face, <laughs> <laughs> causing a turnover. <laughs> or the first game when you know what? Let me say somebody's for the bros. All right. <laughs> this is a lot he did. You know what? I'm not gonna kill him too much. Cause the weird thing about Randall is right. Even he played, he's not the best. Like the second game, he scored 18 points. He only shot, what, in like the 36% or something like that, going off the top of my brain. He did hit a bunch of free throws, though. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, as bad as he was that second game, he had some good moments. Yeah, he did. And it was just like, man, if it would have been worse. That's the scary thing. If he wasn't playing, it would have been worse. Yeah. So it was, it was, that game was one of those games where I was like, oh, that was great. Oh, what the hell are you doing? Oh, that was I was doing like every two plays. I was screaming, good job, or trade him. Like every two plays. <laughs> um. And you, know, and you know, credit to Julius Randle. He did hit the big shot though in that first game. See? Good job. Three. See? Good. He hit <laughs> a three. For the Knicks, yeah. He hit a three. But, but, then, but then he blows a defense. But then he leaves Blake Griffin open for three and doesn't even put a hand up. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. And then calls Tom calls timeout. It's like, let's get him out. Let's, let's just talk about this. Get this. Let's get this done. <laughs> But oh man, I, I I hope we can raise his trade value and get Buddy Hill here. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say. Really, anything else I want to say? Only only other thing I really want to see is I want to see how real or not Obi's three point shot is, because he shot around forty percent from college. I don't expect him to be a super duper sniper when he's here because it was low volume, but. He kind of got taken out of his post game a little bit, and when he's taken out of his post game, you hope that at that at some point he'd be able to hit the three consistently. Now he he threw up an air ball. <laughs> a lot next up air balls. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of clankers. <laughs> But yeah. there was one shot that looked really nice. It looked like picture perfect. I was like, Al Houston, is that you shooting that? But now it was Obi. So I was. <laughs> but I would like to see what he what he goes there eventually. And- yeah. Especially when he's in his starting lineup eventually when Randall might get moved. 
All right. That's it. That's it for the second preseason games. Tell me what you think about the f- the first two preseason games about the New York Knicks. Uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? What can you improve on? Did you like our ideas? Or our ideas are dumb. Let me just know if our ideas are dumb. I know you let us know because you certainly let us know last week on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the people who agree with us too, because they're there too. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to we you. Accept, guys. We, we, we accept it all. We accept the positivity. We accept the criticism. We accept it all. Yeah. Can't, can't get too high. Can't get too, too low. That's how I roll it. Mm-hmm. Word. The internet, the internet is going to internet. That's just the way it is. <laughs> All right. Now, it is time for the favorite parts of the show. Oh. The Oopics. Oopics are the best plays of the week. And guess what? We actually have basketball to have the best plays of the week. Let's, yes, We sir. can actually talk about it. It doesn't have to be no life best plays. No, no life ooze. Real. Real, real. Yes, real ooze. Real ooze. Yes. All right. So who wants to go first? Me or you? Me or you? Me or you? I'll go first. All right. Let's go. So it was the third quarter of the second game. Mm. RJ Barrett had the ball at the wing. Mm, sure did. He fakes right, and he had Okafor and Ellington running at him. Skirt. <laughs> but they forgot that RJ Barrett is actually a lefty. Then mm, we just so, got on board. <laughs> so they were running at him towards his right. So RJ Barrett faked right, then went left. Drove strong to the hoop. Okafor was out of position, so he already knew there was not there was not any shot blockers at the rim. You know, that's why he's getting cut. He'd be out of position. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so RJ RJ drove to the basket, rose up one handed, yammed it. Oh. That's all I'm talking about right there, right there, RJ. Yes. Solid ooh pick for R.J. Barrett, who's had a great week. Great week. Yep, great great week. start to the preseason. Great start to the preseason game. All right. My ooh pick. I don't know what quarter this is, but my ooh pick has to do with my guy, Obi-Wan. Grab and go forward, man. Gets the rebound. Pushes the ball down the right side of the court. Full steam ahead out of the corner of his eye. Sees Kevin Knox in the left corner. Passes to Knox. Knox head fakes. Drives to the hole. And sees Obi Toppin in the dunker spot. Left side of who passes to Obi Toppin. Who then jumps up. Dunks it into the basket. Oh. Boom shakalaka. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That was a damn good play. Damn good play. I should be paid by play. That was, that, was, that, was, that was Snoop-esque. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Snoop's like, hell nah. You, ain't, you can't see me, son. All right, whatever. Uh, it's all right, uh, Snoop. Come on the show. Yeah, come on the show. <laughs> Knicks versus Lakers. Come on the show. <laughs> Word. <laughs> all right. Now, our next segment is called... Bruh. The Bruh Picks. The Bruh Picks are... The worst plays of the week, and it could be you know light brush too. It doesn't even have to be plays per se. It could just be something just stupid, something dumb that happened. Ryan's been in the YouTube comments heavy, but I don't know if you know he's gonna do that this week. But <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna know YouTube people this week. 
Uh, YouTubers get a break from the smoke. <laughs> yeah, they get a break from the smoke. I, I, well, it's, it's it's because there's nobody who addressed me personally, really. So I'm oh, like, I, if nobody addressed me personally, I don't feel like attacking anybody. <laughs> yeah, Ryan was like, yo, Jay Ellis, you should get at the such and such. I was like, I don't really care, Ryan. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> 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 All right. Go ahead, bro, man. Wait, should I go first? You know what? Let me yeah, go first. Yeah, you go first. Let me yeah, go yeah, first. Go first. Yeah. My bro pick. And I had a few to pick from. There's been a few air balls. So you, you know we like to do yeah. the air balls for the bro picks. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to ignore all of those. My bro pick is going to no other than Julius Randle. <laughs> Preseason. You you know what it is. Julius likes to go fast. He's a big man, but he likes to go fast. But sometimes Randall's doesn't have the handles to keep up with everything he's trying to do with his brain. He you know he does stuff in his head. It doesn't really actualize on the floor. This play, I think it was a fast break. He's uh he I think he's around the foul line, and yep. he was trying to cross somebody over, and. The cr- he didn't cross actually his face crossed the floor though as he hit the floor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lost the ball and then turned into a turnover <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a fast break for the other team bruh no handle okay <laughs> no handle Randall. And it's funny because after I gave him props for the few drives he had to the rim where he went north-south and finished at the rim, he had that one play where it's like, oh, back to no handle red. No handle red. <laughs> north, <laughs> south, right into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the irony oh, is he's boy. still our best player or, or in contention. Come on, yeah, RJ. Come on, RJ. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think RJ is about to surpass him this season, though. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. All right, go ahead, man. Do your thizzle. All right, well, my first bro pick, you see, Jay Ellis said that he was going to ignore all the air balls. I'm not ignoring <laughs> So, RJ Barrett, you performed really well, but I still remember that air ball in the first game. Bruh. When he took that three, I still remember it, so that's a, that's a bro. That is. Kevin Knox, I remember your air balls, too. You had, like, two air balls. I remember that. That's oh, a bro. Yeah. And Toppin. You my guy, Brooklyn, Brooklyn all day, every day. But yeah. you had an air ball, too. I, don't, I, I didn't forget, so that's a bra, too. Oh, man, you let Brooklyn yeah. down. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> now, my next bra pick is not even basketball related. Oh, well, it's I like bra. College football. Okay. Florida versus LSU. So, I'm going to give the background of this game. (laughs) So, this game was tied 34-34. With two minutes remaining, LSU had the ball. They they had third and ten. You know, trying to, you know, get into field goal position to try to win the game. So, Florida makes a stop. Fourth down. LSU is about to punt the ball. The guy that got tackled, Taylor... On LSU, he lost his shoe. Mm-hmm. So now, Wilson on Florida picks up the shoe, tosses it downfield. The referee called. The referee 
calls a foul. <laughs> takes out the takes out the yellow flag, calls a foul. <laughs> Personal foul. Taunting. Fifteen yard penalty. First down. Uh, <laughs> what ends up happening? LSU drives the ball down the field, gets a field goal, wins the game. Wow. <laughs> Bruh. Wow. That, yeah. that, um, I don't even think that's a bra, Ryan. You know what that is? <laughs> What's that? A oh, whose man's is this? Yeah, whose man's is this? Exactly. Yeah, that's whose man's is this. Yeah. Whose man's is this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> man's is this shirts are on uh, the nicktieshow.com, by the way. Yeah, Shout out to yeah. Alex, who's, who, 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 who caught the whose man's is this shirt. Yo, Ryan, somebody recently caught the Ron Baker shirt. Oh, wow. People be like, yo, what shirt sells the most? Ron Baker is still popping in these streets, son. Ron Baker. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Copy a Ron Baker it? shirt on the Nick and Tom show. Yo, can, yo, can we bring back Ron Baker as a coach? I mean, I guess he can see some defense. For sure. I mean, because, I mean, I, my, my guy's out of the NBA. At least I think so. Or he in the G League overseas. I don't know where he is at the moment, but. You know, since Ron Baker's still popping these streets, let's bring him back as a coach. Man, RIP to Ron Baker's face, man. Cause I still remember what happened with AD when he went to the hole. Oh, and, yeah, that oh. Was, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was nasty. That was nasty, yeah. which is why if you look on the Nick and Tommy show, he's wearing a mask on the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> From that famous answer. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ron Baker. I know This is all jokes. We appreciate what you did here, even though it was only for a short time. And yeah. Steve Mills overpaid you. No trade clause? No trade clause, eight million, two years, yeah. a little yeah. much, whatever. I still appreciate you when you're here. Word, Ron we appreciate Baker. all Knicks, all Facts. Knicks. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Except some of you guys who I can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't name no names. Word. All right, that was our show. Good show, Ryan. Yeah, very good show. We very actually talked show. about basketball. Yeah. This is the first show where it was in the rumors. And we did it all exactly. summer. Wow, we talked about basketball. Actual <laughs> basketball. Man, seriously, man. So if you want to follow us on, on all our, our our social medias, you can find, follow us on The KOT Show on Twitter, The Naked Time Show on Instagram. Also find us on The Naked Time Show on Facebook. Also you can find us on thenakedtimeshow.com. On uh, and, and you can, we can see our bloggers like Ryan. Well, Ryan hasn't written in a long time. Like Ken, yeah. like Dave, and those guys. Fritz, he follows follow them. Those, those guys over there, they, they make good work. And if you want to, I don't know why I would, but if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram, Jealous Draws Things. That's J E L L I S Draws Things, because I draw things. You know how I go. Mm-hmm. And where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chillin'. Sir G is chillin'. That is S I R G is C H I L L I N. And you know, I don't, I don't know why you would follow me too. But hey, if you follow me, you you might see videos like the one I posted on Friday night where I said the Knicks are winning the championship. The chip is coming, baby. Overreact preseason game one. We got it. Kyrie who? Exactly. KD who? 
Exactly. James Harden who? Okay, all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you, you can follow me on Instagram and you never know. Once in a while, you might see one of those overreaction videos from me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Overreact. Have fun with us. <laughs> Word. <laughs> all right. That's our show. We out of here. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace and love out to where you from. But I don't know where they have come.